last time on the Praise Down. So, uh, so Bailey, so you, when it comes to Reliant K, would you say that you were horny for them? Uh, experts don't agree. I don't, what, what do you mean? Like, horniness experts? They just, they just don't agree? They don't, who doesn't agree? I, it's a very easy, straightforward question. When you were a kid, were you horny for Reliant K? Who's to say? Who's to... I'm giving this band five disciples. One Judas. Join us next week on The Praise Down. We're going to talk with Jarvix about the band Earthsuit and the film Christian Mingle. You don't want to miss it. Pray, praise, your, praise you. Praise me. Praise, praise that. And then we're going to play the intro. Yep. Welcome to the Praise Down with Heath and Alex. I'm Heath. I'm Alex. And we have a guest, as we always do here, on this dang show. Uh, this is the this is the show. People are always calling it the show where they have a guest, and today is no different. The show with two guys that are always there, mm-hmm. and one person that's n- not usually there. Right, but is there sometimes, such as in this case? There is. There, in such case, that's. Um, that's true. That's correct. Uh, our our guest today is uh, an incredible musician uh, based here in Oklahoma City. Uh, plays a theremin. S- scientists still don't know what it, a theremin is, but he has one, and he's on the run from the law. The Hi, Jarvix. Yeah, the game. Hi. Uh, like the it's good to see you. How are you? I'm I'm doing suspense. all right. How are you? I'm doing yes. very good. Or, very or the good. music artist live. So we're just going to jump the music right artist into the interview here. Um, yeah. uh, no, no, uh, regrettably, no, no He was touring with so Michael no Douglas, weirdly no enough. Small talk Weird. Here. No way. One, you want to do one honest. small talk question? So you didn't? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. okay. Small talk's over. Small talk <laughs> over. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> where are you at with God? Where's you, where are you at with the Lord? What's my God sitch? Well, um... Generally, I, I don't really believe in one mm-hmm. at this point in my life. Okay. Expand on that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Have you ever before? Uh, sh- sure. When? <laughs> before. So, I mean, I was I was brought up, as, as many of us here in the Bible Belt, I was brought up in church, mm-hmm. uh, was a part of the youth church and all that good stuff. I was such a good boy that I I essentially was a kind of self-disciplined. Yeah? Like, I mean, no one ever really forced anything on me, and there was never any pressure to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. The pressure all came from myself. Huh. So, you know, I, I read my Bible and things. I used to journal, actually. Um, yeah? In my teen years, I would I would journal Bible things and... Wow. Read read books and things. And I would be fascinated to see what was in those journals. I still have them. 
um, they took a turn at some point. Yeah. Where they just became personal journals. Hell yeah. And Sweet. in that progress, I sort of became honest with myself about how I really felt about faith. Wow. So there is a documented turn. Yeah, there is actually. Like you could compile that and read it like the story of a guy figuring out that he doesn't believe in God. Yeah, he could. Holy shit, I it's love like that. It's like the first third of, of human bondage, essentially. <laughs> nope. What? A book. I'm, I don't read y- books. You know, I'm, I've only ever heard of books. I haven't even heard of the Kardashians. <laughs> I, only know, I only know books. <laughs> Kim who? <laughs> uh, excuse me. Lil Yachty? Is that unless that's the name of a of a book, then I'm not going to know about what it is. Uh, Migos, <laughs> is that a Don Quixote sequel? If not, get it the f. Uh, yeah, there's whoa. there's the door. What's everybody talking about? Game of Thrones. Oh, is that a? Oh, it is a book. It is oh, a book. Okay, okay. Uh. So so Jarvix, <laughs> uh, if you had to pick, if you had to pick a god, who who are you bringing? Who are you bringing with you to the table? Hmm. I, I'm not that familiar with very many. Uh, everyone likes to disagree on the various traits and characteristics of their gods, right? So it's it's hard to say. Well, then let's but do this. I kind of like the idea of. Um. So I don't know if you'd really call him a god. But Andy, like the boy from Toy Story. Okay, go on. I feel like he would be a good god if I were a toy. That's true. Yeah, he cares for each of them. Yeah. He marks them with his name. Right. His sigil. You just have to act like you're not alive when he's around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool as far as trade-offs go. It's like getting to be a parent but with none of the responsibility. Mm -hmm. You get to just (laughs) sort of hang out with this kid as he grows up but you don't have to be like hey quit you know quit, quit. hey hey andy shouldn't you um your mom said to take the trash out are you gonna do that hey andy listen you've got a lot of homework i know you want to play with us your toys but homework comes first hey andy my cowboy hat has been missing for a couple of weeks now and i'd really like for it to be back on my head you wouldn't happen to know anything about this, would you, Andy? No? All right, I still love you. Yeah, this is very fascinating. I've never thought about Andy as a deity, but... I haven't either. I That's an amazing there's a lot of There's a lot of in, like ways you could look at this. Yeah, I love what that does to Toy Story, actually. Yeah, it says a lot about the... Uh, like, what if, what if there's a bunch of gods that are just kids? Yeah. That and, makes it so and, scary. In the multiverse. When they go to the daycare, they're just at the mercy of a bunch of chaotic evil gods yeah yeah in three yeah yeah because they don't have any agency they have no agency they are totally at the mercy and towards the end they get forced to just pick up the pieces that that inferno at the end yeah the incinerator this is pretty airtight yeah yeah i think we're crushing this right now i think yeah this is great i I am there for Andy as a god. I'm I, there for I can't it. wait for this to come up as a like a, a BuzzFeed article of, hey, there's this fan theory about Toy Story. Is it true? 
it's it's a parable true. about eternal service it to your God. For sure, is a parable about how the only joy exists through servitude. The toys are free briefly, and it brings them nothing but harm. But then their master oh. generously bequeaths them onto a new master for ten more years of glorious servitude. This yeah. is essentially Leviathan. Oh. Pixar presents La Fucking Viathan. Oh man. And there's also the neglectful gods from uh, Toy Story 2. Yep. Yeah, there's uh and then the ones that just are greedy. They want you for themselves. Right. They have no use for you. You can't even really serve them. You exist as a commodity. Yeah. There's no relationship. This is fun. Oh my goodness. This is very fun. Damn, Toy Story is way too good. It's way too good. It really is. It continues to prove itself to be way, way, way too good. This means that Jessie's song, When She Loved Me, or When Somebody Loved Me, is about being abandoned by your God. <laughs> right. Jessie is uh... Job. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. It just became a Christian song up for a discussion. Mm. Oh, my God. I got to put it at the top. Like, if we're counting that as a Christian song, it, it's my favorite Christian song now. It's so, yeah, it's one of the few oh, honest ones. Somebody love me. It's so good. This is very, very, very good. Yeah, this um, is, uh, the podcast has never gone in this direction before, but holy shit. Um... I want to continue to build this out over episodes. Yes, the yeah. Toy Story. Can we expand it into the greater Pixar universe? Oh, well. Oh. Yeah. I feel like you would have to. I mean, that's how the Pixar universe works. The Pizza right. Planet truck is the Holy Spirit. Is that right? No. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit okay, is smart a, guy. a unifying <laughs> thread. Uh, oh, the... Uh, the toys, they meet those little aliens who they then convert. They, yeah. They were a claw cult, a small tribal cult. And yeah. Pagans. Bring, they were pagans. They were pagans. They worshipped right. an inanimate object that was, they didn't realize, merely a demigod at the mercy of other stronger gods. <laughs> it couldn't love them. It couldn't. It didn't have it the capacity. It wasn't capable to. But it could act as a channel through which love could flow. Yeah. It, yeah. It could send you to a God who can love you. Right. Or not. Or not. Because, again, the claw does not care. Is Okay, is Sid the devil or is he like a trickster God? Sid's just an... I don't... I think he's the devil. I think he is the devil, yeah. Yeah. That limits the devil to the first one. Right. Yeah, because then there's no real devil devil in the second or third one. Hmm. They, although, I mean, Lotso Hug and Bear. False prophets, baby. He's a, yeah. He's, yeah Pharisees. he's a false prophet. He's a, uh, a deceiver who has only their... Pharisees. <sighs> Yeah. Thank you, Jill. Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of deception in that first and second one. Yeah. Huh. So maybe then, uh, 
Sid isn't the devil. He's like the beast. He's like like the Leviathan, like some kind of big. He's the three-headed the dog. The three-headed. He's Cerberus. And one of the heads is the dog, Scud. <laughs> Scud is the three-headed dog, I guess. Cerberus. Yeah, I like that. And then this... This is... I'm, yeah, I'm having a hard time thinking. If all if all the owners are gods... Right. I mean, could it be that there is no devil? And that the devil are just... The devil is just bad gods, maybe? I think, that, I I think that's kind of what we're getting that's at. That's kind of difficult. A, it's a more, like, Greek interpretation of how yeah. there's no like main bad dude there's some gods that suck ass yeah like hades is bad sure yeah. okay is woody does woody represent man because if woody represents man then buzz is a a, a christ figure right he falls and rises again in that first one yeah not to mention, he comes to Andy's room, which is kind of Earth in this situation, right. as a toy who was so into being a toy that he could fly and shit. That's true. He's the only one that can do magic. And Woody has all these like human qualities, like jealousy and uh, trying to like get rid of Buzz and like trying to deceive everybody and all this stuff. He's he's like he is man, but also like his heart is kind of pure too because mm-hmm. he's like a nice boy too. He's really sweet and he just wants to love Andy the best, right? But he stops being able to love Andy so good when he is clouded by jealousy of Buzz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Furthermore, um, Buzz goes through that phase. Um, right with the the Mrs. Nesbit. Yeah, the Mrs. Nesbit. And and he has all those doubts. And there's the I will go sailing no more. The, yeah. I almost feel it's that's might play into like the temptation, the temptation of Christ. That's yeah. when he took all of the sin oh, from the other toys. Oh, he jumped off that balcony. I I've got a I've got a question here <laughs> from our producer Jillian. Is the daycare in three a pantheon of gods, a collection of demigods, or a representation of purgatory or hell? Well, I feel like, I mean, what if what if there's not one god per earth? Like, what if what if there's multiple gods and we all just follow different ones? Mm. In which case, in a daycare scenario, just like different or any, channels, any you're case where because I, I this isn't answering the question. I don't think. Okay, go on. I was just thinking about the situation where there's multiple um, figures with no specific owner. But I was also picturing... Okay, I give up. I think the daycare is probably what the close is probably the closest thing you'll get as a toy to a psychedelic experience. Yeah, cuz you're just meeting a bunch of gods. You're just meeting a, a shitload of, of gods. Yeah, but I forget because none of them are owned. That's the thing that's throwing me off is because yeah. it's owned by the daycare and not any of these kids, so they're all like temporary gods. Wow, we're wow. all temporary gods when we go on that trip though. All right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. All right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. 
no, I, I do like the idea of polytheism a lot. It seems cool as shit. I, here's, here's my thing. I play a lot of this game called Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. And one of the things your character can do in that game is follow any... Y- you can follow a different god and they'll grant you different powers. Like, there's one god, and it's based on, like, if you satisfy them. So there's one god that, like, if you move slowly, he'll grant you stat bonuses, things like that. And I would like that a lot in real life. Yeah. Like, you can pledge yourself to the god of whatever. Yeah, more choice. Yeah. And some some damn concrete benefits. Sure. What what real-life power-ups would you take? Mm. to follow a certain god in real life. In real life, it it sort of depends on what the god is. Um, But if it's like a god of nature, I would want the ability to uh, tunnel. Cool. Just a burrowing man. Just a burrowing... I would like to be able to have burrowing powers similar to one Bugs Bunny. Yeah, and you'd... Oh, and then you would wear a hat with a headlamp everywhere. Yes, I would. I absolutely would. It is on brand as it is, (laughs) by the way. It is a little bit. For me to burrow everywhere, yeah. (laughs) I feel like I I would follow a god that would give me um, strength bonuses Mm -hmm. and maybe um, vertical jump power. I was thinking vertical jumps for some reason. Is there a double jump god? Because I would double jump. Uh, Hermes. Oh, yeah. He's the double jump god. He's the god of the scout from Team Fortress 2. <laughs> Jarvix, what? I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard one. Yeah. I'd also like to follow an ocean god. I think it would be cool to follow an ocean god of some kind. For, for water breathing or... Water breathing, maybe. Maybe the ability to have like a little bit of... like. Not water bending necessarily, mm-hmm. but like you know, you can splash a little better, like Moana. Yeah, yeah. That's a Pixar movie. Yeah, that's another Pixar movie. In that We're one, gonna figure out how it ties that, in. Some that other is time. not a Pixar movie. That's a Disney animation. Shit. Oh my yeah. god! Fuck. No, that I'm <sighs> very particular about that. There's no. Disney and there's Disney Pixar. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. So Jarvix, growing up as as a young Christian, what did you like about going to church? Not very much. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I didn't care much for the social setting, mm-hmm. and I found it rather boring. Um, I hated praise and worship, but fortunately, um, our youth church, well, children's like like the children's mm-hmm. church. Uh, we had a, a puppetry thing. Did you do puppets? Yes. I did puppets. Yes. As a kid. So that was pretty cool. Jarvix. Jarvix. I did puppets. Did you really? I did puppets. Oh, what? what? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did I did puppets a little bit. Not as much as my siblings. I did puppets a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Like, we had, like, we had a puppet team, like 10 kids strong. And we actually went to, like, Tulsa to compete with other puppet teams. Whoa! You went to regional puppet finals? <laughs> yeah. That's, Jarvis, yeah. that is so genuinely badass. That's super, yeah. super, super cool. <laughs> yeah, we did, um, like, you could, there was a skit portion and there was, like, a song lip sync portion. Did, 
Which which did you do? Uh, I never did any skits. I did I did a, a one or two of the uh, song portions. I'm trying to remember which ones we did. We did a for him song one time. What? Yeah. Oh. From from the ride. <laughs> what? For him's album, the ride. Oh I my forget, god. I forget what the song is. Um, has something to do with rain, and we did a lot of plays on that rain motif. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about I that. I love that so much. I I love puppets. Yeah. That's that's I want to bring them I want to bring them back at some point. Jarvix, if you I'm put together sure a puppet how. team, yeah. I demand to be on it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I really want to be I, would, I really want to do puppets. I would yeah. love to be involved in some kind of puppet we don't, project. We don't we have guys. any puppets around here. There's no good There's puppets. None. Uh, there there was My one guy in Tulsa. He actually died unfortunately. Oh. But he was Uh-oh. that was a couple years ago, but he actually um, he had an adults-only puppet show. I don't think is, people really know who he is, but I remember he blipped on my radar. Why, why adults-only? <laughs> because you adults-only automatically sounds very erotic. It is. In every it was. Yeah. It was. Oh, those oh, puppets no. were horny. No. What? I never went to a show, but my understanding is that there was like it was risque in some way. Like puppet nudity, perhaps. What? Uh, the way that I found out about this guy is I went to a theatrical production of Avenue Q in Tulsa, and he was one of the puppeteers, and he was like the puppet head of the whole <laughs> thing. And so whenever you get the playbills, you know, they talk about mm-hmm. these different guys and what they do. And I was like, this guy has like a puppet show? Like oh, he, yeah. he has a thing that he's doing? Like this is crazy. And so I looked into it. But he was in Tulsa, so I never made it to any of his shows. But I know that they exist, and he 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 uh, disappeared before his time. He he was, I think he was in his thirties. And what? Yeah, it's what, really sad. What did he die from? I don't remember. Heroin. <laughs> okay, what are the top three things you would want to happen at an adults-only erotic puppet show? Come. <laughs> <laughs> I do need a puppet feeling a man's penis. Yeah, for like, sure. With its puppet hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I want to see a puppet come, is what I'm saying. And it's like confetti or some shit. Yeah. Um, you have to have full-bodied puppets for this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Most puppets, that's true. Are, they don't have... They, you know, they have no lower section. Uh, oh, one of the, a, a puppet with one of those uh, Ernie from Sesame Street yeah. rigs where it's two guys oh hands, sure sure and he's, yeah he's doing the thing where you make a circle with one hand and you put your finger through the circle to simulate boning <laughs> that's another thing I would like to see at the puppet show you, want, you guys want to see my impression of a puppet coming absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it only happened with my arm listener you would have had to be here yeah, that's yeah. a visual joke for all of our audience members. <laughs> for those who would have liked to have seen it, I can't explain. I took my arm in a puppet formation, a standard puppet formation, mm-hmm. opened up my hand as if for the mouth to open, and shook it around real hard. Yeah. That's where the cum happens. <laughs> uh, Jarvix, uh, what, what, do you, what would you say is the biggest thing that pulled you away from your faith? Huh. 
Wow. Um, that's an interesting one. It, it just kind of happened cumulative, cumulatively. Um, you know, you always have doubts in Christianity, and Christianity tends to, you know, school you as to how to handle those doubts, how to suppress them, and how to fight them. Like, it, it, I never really got much that said, here's how you actually deal with them. So I just got to a point, I mean, it was partly the journal, um, and partly I was just, I was in college, um, and I had, like, two different tracks. Like, on one end, I was, like, I had a couple of people invite me to, like, church gatherings, and so I would go, and I was, like, you know, watching sermons online, and then on this other side, I was like, well, I like to be open-minded, and, like, I remember... Like, you know how Mormons are. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I should give them a chance. Like, I don't know. And so it's like, just things like that where, you know, well, I'll, I'll at least look into it. Yeah. And eventually, you know, atheism. <laughs> uh, and I was. Did I, did I miss a beat on this story? Were you Mormon? Probably. No, I wasn't. Oh, oh thank goodness. I wasn't. But I, I looked into, I looked into it. Um, it and, and then I rejected cool. it. But, Fair. but it's like I, I, I considered a few different viewpoints. How old were you when you looked into it? I would have been like 17, 18. It's a bad age for a new religion. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking into falconry at that time. <laughs> I was really late. I mean, I was late in very many aspects of my life, and I still am. But I think I was looking into parkour when I was around 18 or 19. And, and Holy shit. That. I weirdly did that at like 16. Cool. <laughs> That's how far behind I am. <laughs> For anybody who's wondering. Well, 17 is too old to be looking into falconry, though. That's true. <laughs> we'll leave it up to you guys at home yeah, <laughs> to figure out whose who's tastes are developing poorly or not. <laughs> For the record, I'm not atheist. Right. Um, I, I consider myself more agnostic. Atheist okay. is um, a really prickly word. It's just, it is. Yeah. But there's a lot to be said about some of the beliefs, and I do use the term beliefs, right. of atheism. Oh, yeah. And I think I think it just, you know, there's like the logical side of me that was like, you know what? You have to admit it. This stuff doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> At least for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and so I just eventually, you know, like I said, I was just honest with myself. And mm-hmm. whenever I was finally honest with myself, uh, I also decided that after all these years of thinking about all these questions, I just said, i I'm through with that. And I was just, I just went ahead and said, I know what I know and I'm going to continue living based on what I know. And that's enough for me. I don't need a religion to tell me how to live my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I found my identity, I guess. Right. A lot of the people we talk to that are religious don't really use, we've, we've had the, we've had the pleasure of like talking to a lot of people with really like nuanced, uh, faith faith structures or like faith concepts in their lives. And I don't really see any of them as people that are using religion as a thing to tell them what to do, but it's rather a thing to like live through. Right. If that makes sense. Sure. Like a, like a metaphor that they prefer everything to be contextualized with. And that makes a lot of sense because it has a lot of applicable uses. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think even though, and, I think this goes for a lot of people who probably turn away that 
you know, even though we were brought up in like a belief system, we don't believe there are still a lot of good teachings right. to be found there that we still generally adhere to. Yeah, just because you've deconstructed the faith that you grew up in doesn't mean that certain pieces aren't right. fun or cool. Right. But, you know, other pieces of other faiths are also fun and cool. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at. Here's a fun question. Uh, when you decided... It's not going to be a fun question. It seems. I think it'll be fun. When you decided you're done being a Christian, what was the first thing you did that you weren't allowed to do before? Oh, that is fun. Um, so, like I said before, I was relatively self-disciplinary. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I, I enjoyed music with bad words in them. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Praise, Liz, yeah. Praise, praise that. Listeners, you all thought he was going to talk about honking off, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. Shame. Sh I just want to take a minute to shame our listeners. Listeners, I know you're out there. You thought this was going to be a honk-off thing. No, not a honk-off thing. Just some, just some swears. Get your mind out of the gutter. Quit thinking about honking it. Wrong podcast, buddy. Wrong podcast. But while we're on the subject, please tune in to Honkin' Off. Please tune in every honking Aaron off. every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Where we just talk about all the best yeah. methods for cranking your hoag. Uh, Honk talk. Your hog. Yeah, H O G U E. H O A G. Uh, <laughs> both good. It it could be like car talk, but <laughs> <laughs> but but why is my dick not doing the thing? We good? take calls. Ah, uh, you're gonna. Hey, don't jerk it like my brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the strangest dangerous. Strangest danger. <laughs> All right, uh, today's uh, Jerk and Puzzler, uh, we got a, <laughs> there's a man at the bottom of a quarry. He's got his putt in one hand, and he's got a cigarette in that same hand. He's looking through a magnifying glass, but he's just using the magnifying glass to light the cigarette. <laughs> so what you got to find out is, how long until he burns himself on that cigarette? Isn't this a scene from The Fountainhead? <laughs> oh, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. A guy just burning his own uh, hog. That, that sounds like the way an objectivist masturbates. <laughs> Holding a cigarette and lighting it with the power of the sun. <laughs> uh, they use grease from train engines as lube. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Wow, we yeah, that really got off track. Uh, <laughs> I had a similar thing. It got I, out of hand. Yeah. When I when I <laughs> oh boy, oh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. I I kind of had a similar thing happen when I decided that God and I are going on a break. I watched The Shining because I wasn't allowed to. Nice. A few bad words in that. Yeah. I'll say. And some furry stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I uh, I never really had that switch get flipped. I was just always sort of both a pastor's kid and a bad boy. Right. I kind of feel bad because that's a fun switch to flip. 
Yeah, no, I just I just was regular. Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm probably somewhere in between what both of you are saying. Yeah. Because it wasn't really a switch because, yeah, like, I mean, there was a, a double-think situation going on where I was, like, cultivating two sides in myself. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I guess my film probably would have been The Exorcist um, because it allegedly had uh, spiritual negativity attached to it. Mm-hmm. those who watched it and etc i went to a very non-denominational church and we believed in lots of spiritual things um but yeah i don't i don't think i really had a, a switch but the closest thing i can think of is music because i was i didn't know good secular music until i was in college i really mm-hmm. had no idea it was just whatever was on pop radio yeah that i heard passing by mm-hmm. and christian music which it took me a while to find even good Christian music. It's that's a tough road to hoe. And then uh, classical. I got into classical and film scores because it was wordless. Right. And that was sort of sort of the gateway. I listened. To, <laughs> I listened to like some Mannheim Steamroller. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. This is this yeah. is secular, but it's not detrimental. But like I distinctly remember uh, Modest Mouse. It's like a band that I couldn't really listen to. Again, mm-hmm. as a self-disciplinary person. Right. Where, you know, they didn't just curse. I mean, they were like... Like, the moon in Antarctica is, like, very... <laughs> yeah. It's very negative, and it will really mess with your philosophy if you have any kind of faiths. Um, and, like, now I can enjoy the hell out of that record. Good. Good, because it's a good record. It's a good it record. Is. Speaking of good records, do we want to do we want to move into Tune Talk? I think we need to move into... Oh? I think we need to do some Christian mingling. We need to do some Christian mingling. I do this, listeners, you know this by now. Every single week this happens, where I'm like, let's talk about the band. And then I'm reminded, there's another segment. It, it always happens to either of us. Yeah. And, the, and Jill always has to go, no. Yeah, yeah. It's never... And also, it's never the other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We never get it right the first time. No. Anyway. So we, honest honest to God, watch Christian Mingle. And it was a ride. Guys, Christian Mingle is two things. Well, it's three things. It's a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. It's a Christian romantic comedy. Yes. And it's a Christian romantic comedy made for the specific purpose of pimping a Christian dating website. It is a hour and a half long commercial for a website so well the social network was like a three hour long commercial oh for a website. my god you're right so get off your high horse oh, about you're that right, you're right you're right you're right one thing the social network uh didn't have though was a trip to mexico <laughs> they went to mexico they went to mexico to help to help to help with the disaster of I assume they meant of Mexico. <laughs> the ongoing disaster the ongoing, it's not the fucking... of Mexico. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mexico, where Hurricane Katrina had just happened, apparently. And is going to happen again. It's going to constantly happen. It's just constantly happening yeah. there. Uh, she buys a... Cri- the main character lady buys a Christianity for Dummies book. In st- yeah, okay. Can, this is something that we talked about already. But how do you know so little about Christianity? 
as a as a as a character in this film. It's so weird. It's how yeah. You know very little about Christianity, but you've also heard of no secular dating sites. Isn't the Bible Christianity for dummies already? Hey. They have yeah. versions of the Bible that are that. That sounds like a really edgy atheist that thing, do- right? That does they sound have... like a really edgy atheist thing. Oh, the Bible. <laughs> it's already Christianity, Christianity for dummies. For dummies. If, you, if you buy into this uh, hunk of baloney, then you are a freaking dummy. dummy. You know what I do with hunks of baloney? I put them in the smoker for a few hours, and then I eat them. Yeah, because I'm... I'm at the top of the food chain because science put me there. Science made me. And when I get done eating bologna, I put all the Bibles in the fiction section at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and I leave. Yeah. And I put all the books about evolution into the religion section. And then I put all the science fiction books into the mystery section. And then I put, <laughs> and then I put all the DVDs in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why because blu-ray's a superior platform according to science it just stores more data the protagonist of this movie is also gretchen wieners and mean girls yeah that way. needs to be addressed she's there um, can I guys, can I, guys, can I tell you about a part of the movie that really fucked me up real bad? Absolutely, and please do. Okay, she was at work, Gretchen Wieners was at work, and her co-worker, who is a black woman, mm-hmm. tried to give her advice about her dating life. Yeah. The woman, uh, Gretchen Wieners said, okay, Oprah. Holy shit, I didn't even register that. I howled for ten (laughs) minutes. You know what this woman said back? What? Don't call me Oprah. And the scene ended. (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure, listener, the reason I was so uh, excited to hear that because I did not get to that portion as I was forced to stop watching 30 minutes in uh, just due to it causing insane flashbacks uh, because the dopey main uh, love protagonist, uh, whose name is, I assume, Michael or some shit. Kenneth from 30 Rock. Yeah, basically name. Kenneth from 30 Rock reminds me of too many, uh, too many people I, I knew growing up. Yeah, that, uh, that guy, um, he was... He was like Mario brother dumb, right? It was amazing. It was like he had just been dropped on this planet from another planet, from like the 50s. It's like he came here from the 50s. They, they tried sushi. He tried sushi for the first time as an adult. And he, like during it, he like chews a thousand times and is grossed out by it. And then he goes, okay, well, the sushi chewing was one take and it was like three minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like the fight scene from Old Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I really I was expecting a like a Werner Herzog voiceover like Christian Mingle. So it's worth noting. I haven't seen the film, but I'm familiar that it exists. Um I believe this was written and directed by Corbin Bernstein, is that correct? Yes. That is, yeah. So that was his artistic choice. Yeah, did you guys 
I, I guess you didn't watch it, but no. Remember when he said, "I guess I'm more of a chili dog guy." Sorry, I just, <laughs> I just fucking, I can't believe that this adult man on a date with a lady trying to impress her is just like, well, I guess I prefer the same kind of food that is also the favorite food of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> And why did that work? Yeah. Oh, g- oh. <laughs> guess I'm just a spaghetti noodles with butter on it kind of guy. Oh, guess I'm more of a uh, plain hamburgers guy. They're rock climbing and the guy's like, I'm just more of like a Bionicles guy, I guess. <laughs> They're kayaking and he's like, I'm more of a boogie board guy myself. I, I guess I just prefer sitting down and not moving. <laughs> They just go to any concert, and he's stiff as a board. His entire body, not so like his ding, dingling, like with fear. Right. And he goes, I'm just more of a Phillips Craig and Dean guy, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Deep cut? Deep cut. Mercy came a-running. <laughs> oh. um, he chewed that sushi for three minutes. It's and so crazy. It, my block got knocked off every like 10 seconds with this movie she like yelled at the tv a bunch i just don't know i I don't get it there were a lot of background songs that could have been about either god or girls just being a just being a lady making it in the city yeah 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 a lot of that uh, Steven Tobolowski's in it, which I like a lot. I'm mm-hmm. just I'm glad that he's in it. Um, I I enjoyed that. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> he uh, Steven Tobolowski's character asked the aforementioned black coworker to get him coffee. Yeah. Like she's an intern or something. Yeah, and then she goes, "Excuse me." And he goes, please get me coffee. And she goes, mm-hmm. And then he goes, mm, pretty, please. She goes, okay. And the whole thing was very weird. This is such an insane movie. Yeah. Uh, guys, the name of the chili dog restaurant was Footers. Can we talk? <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to talk about this? Footers? I, I have nothing to contribute to the conversation about Footers. I just feel like you should, like, uh, maybe they should name that, uh, Coney plays that in a damn Tarantino movie, uh, but probably not in the Christian Mingle film. Y'all just ruined headers and footers for me. Sorry, pal. Microsoft Word will never be the same. Christian Mingle, I guess, ruined it. Christian Christian Mingle Mingle ruined ruined a lot of things. Microsoft Office. Like, I haven't seen it, and I've already. Christian Mingle is, yeah, it's bad. Christian Mingle is responsible for MSP leaving. I am going to go ahead and recommend it because it brought me so many moments of pure joy. It's like the room of Christian films. There's a lot of competition there too, right? It's stiff. Um, I don't like Kirk Cameron movies, not even in like a, oh, this is bad and entertaining way. Right. Because it's so, it's just got, it's too preachy for me to laugh at. Yeah. But not preachy enough for me to laugh at, too. It's, like, right on that, like... It really rides that wave of not being funny. Right. Now, before we move on to the next thing, what website do you want 
a movie to be made out of next? Homestarrunner.com. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's yeah. A that, good one. That's that's a slam dunk. I can't beat that. That's, uh, Neopets.com. Ah, that's also a good. I would that's, love a Neopets movie. I would freak out. Club Penguin the movie. Oh yeah. Habo Hotel, Habo Hotel. The movie. <laughs> Yeah, these are all very good, man. LinkedIn, the movie. I would never watch that movie. That's the kind of stuff I'm thinking about. I'm rolling through all the websites I go to. And all the socials. They're, they're terrible. There's, they're, none of them are movie, movie worthy. Hey guys, what would Twitter the movie be like? Can we? Can we get? Can we? Um, it would just be a bunch of tiny vignettes of people being racist, and then people being mad at the previous scene for being racist. Twitter is just a bunch of socially dysfunctional people fighting Nazis. Yeah. That's Twitter oh. the movie. Yeah. Oh, you mean you mean Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. Wow. They made Instagram the movie. They did? What's it called? Um Wayne Coin's iPhone. Uh, is that real? They made yeah, he he put together all of his like ten second clips into like an art film, um, and it's not available for release because there's so much copyrighted material in it. Wayne, but Wayne, there's a listen, there's a Wayne I, I want you to know iPhone movie where they took three panels and you're watching three different segments at the same time constantly for like over an hour. I I, I watched it. I've seen it. <laughs> it's it's really Wayne, Wayne, you fucking guy, Wayne. Come on the podcast. Talk to us about your favorite ca- Christian music. We must know. What is what is what are you into? Big Daddy Weave? <laughs> is that what it is? Wayne's Nicole an audio Nordeman? adrenaline. He's an audio adrenaline guy. You know he is. Yeah. Wayne, please come on the show. Wayne, come on this dang show. We'd love to have you on this dang we show. We would love to have you on the show. <laughs> I have a website. Yeah. Sometimes red, sometimes blue dot com. Ooh. It's so there's nothing to it. Sometimes the website is a blue page and sometimes it's a red page. That's cool. That's pretty good. I like that as a web page. But you could you could do something like just I mean, most movies that are based on things bring in a whole lot of things that are just completely That's true. To try and make a point out of it. And like the red and the blue could be symbolic of something. That's all. I, that's all. I got. Blue shifting, red shifting. Whether mm. things are moving closer or further away. Snopes dot com could be like a mystery oh, film. A Snopes oh, movie. A Snopes movie. Yeah, that's better than Red and Blue. But that's so good. It's just Gretchen Wieners <laughs> telling her grandma that no, this thing didn't happen. What a TV tropes movie. It would be. That would be too many people. Well, Snopes would be like people, the actual work that goes behind the scenes. Like, this is how we find out what's yeah. real and what's not. And it would be like like a minority report or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I also like the TV tropes idea. These are all TV good. tropes, the movie, would just be like primer. It would be a bunch of people <laughs> talking about being in a movie and like, 
breaking down what that means and what everybody's doing. It would just yeah. be nine layers deep. Here's a I question. I do not need it. Here's a question about primer. Every time somebody recommends primer to you, do you just want to say, oh, good job? <laughs> Way to go. I always come back and say, well, how about upstream color? I mean, have you even seen that? Half of them haven't. Yeah. Primer? Oh, you mean to, my dinner with Matt? Way to like the smartest movie ever made. Are you smart? Looking at you, Christopher Fox. Our producer, Jillian, uh, wants a movie to be made of redversusblue.com. Oh, wait. That is a, that is a thing. That's, mm-hmm. Never mind. It already happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do like that. Anyway, primer. What other dating primer. website would make a good movie? My Dinner with Math. Uh, I think I missed the question. I was thinking about Southland Tales. What other yep. FarmersOnly.com FarmersOnly.com Shit. Wow. Knocked it out of the park. FarmersOnly.com It's about a okay. farmer. Gretchen Wieners is lonely again. Yeah, she's and, in the big city. And she is in the the big old city. And she has to move to the country for work. And she's like, where am I going to find love out in Henrietta, Oklahoma? Well, time to log on to the website. She, she logs on to HTTP colon forward slash forward slash farmers How right. does she have connection to the internet in Henrietta, Oklahoma? Good. Do they have internet out there? Oh, okay. they, she has to turn a crank for an hour oh. to get an hour of internet. But normally the, the, I don't turn a crank for an hour unless I've already got the internet. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> folks? So she the, she goes to FarmersOnly.com, right? And the first thing on the dang page is, "Are you a farmer? If no, get off the website." But she clicks yes, even though she's like a call center oh, representative. Right. Yeah, and she meets a good old boy who's played by. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yes, yes. He's a silver fox mm-hmm. and a farmer. Mm-hmm. He throws hay all day. He can't stop throwing that. Can't hay. stop throwing that hay. Loves throwing. He he throw. You know what though? He throws it straw by straw. <laughs> listen, listen here, Gretchen Wieners. I know you're not a farmer. I knew it from the from the first time I saw you. You had a chihuahua in your purse. Your hands. At the softness of a city person's hands. You had no calluses on your hands. What kind of hand has no calluses? Anyway, I loved you anyway from the first time I saw you because I don't need a farmer to love. I'm enough farmer for myself. And that's the movie. And that's the movie. And they get married. And they have a farmer wedding. They have a farmer wedding. Because where, he insists. Yeah. All the quirky farmer characters that you've met up till now have different. Yeah. Larry the, the Cable way. Guy is there. Oh, my God. Jim Neighbors. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's dead or not, but uh, he's there. Rodney Carrington. Rodney is, Carrington is there. Uh, Tom Lennon is doing a redneck character. And he's wearing short he's shorts. crushing those short shorts. that's the only way he acts. Yeah. Uh, man, Tom Lennon's speech pattern even when he's not doing a character is so interesting to me it was just like real fast virginian who's the mayor of the who's the mayor of the town jeffrey tambor of course of course it is of course you know it is yeah absolutely it's oh no no it is not it is ron white (laughs) (laughs) mayor ron white ron white please run for mayor of oklahoma city 
please. Please, God. Please, Ron. Reba. Reba's the mayor? Reba is the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. They would have a lot of fun. Ron White does the ceremony, though. Guys, we're doing a lot of conceptual bits in this episode. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm really liking. We're it. really building a lot of bits out. We're on doing this a ad. lot of a lot of world building, and I'm I'm into it. Something about Jarvik's being here just unlocks the imagination. Yeah, this podcast is the George Lucas of bits. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to talk about Earth Suit? Oh yeah! Time for Tune Talk Toon with the praise talk down. With the praise down. Tune Talk, baby. Toon talk, baby. <laughs> toon talk, baby. I got me some toon talk. It seats about 20. <laughs> We're talking about tunes. With our friends. It's a toon talk party. With our friends. With our friends. So, Jarvix, talk us through your relationship with Earthsuit and give just give us a brief... A brief bio of this guy, because I know it's one guy with a lot of projects that we're kind of delving into uh, today. Sort of. Sort of? Hey, okay, go on. Okay. Um, well, okay. As far as like my awareness of Earthsuit, it, I got into them after they already broke up. So, um, Earthsuit was a short-lived Christian rock band. Um, and they, uh, they came out with exactly one studio album. Mm-hmm. Back in 2000, so this is a while back, and uh, I used to shop at Mardell regularly for music t-shirts. Yeah, I was. I was t-shirts really... also. Were you in... not a lot of t-shirts? I had. I did have a lot of Christian t-shirts, but they were always gifts. I had a yeah, all the brand names that say Jesus instead of the brand. Yeah, I had a lot yeah. of those, like the Jesus Reese's. Jesus. Yeah, and like the Jesus cups. Mm-hmm. My dad has that one. To this day. Hell yeah. I had a lot of... Uh, most of my t-shirts were from church events. I had... No, I didn't have many of those. I had school event shirts. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would go to Mardell, and sometimes I would just pick something off the rack, and I'd be like, well, this looks kind of cool. I might look it up a little bit. And Earthsuit is one that... I didn't really know much about it, but they had like exactly one single that okay. like, ever did anything. And it was, if I recall, it was included on one of the WoW compilations. Yeah. Wow. Because WoW had the yearly, because it's a ripoff mm. of Now That's What I Call Music. Yes, it is. But they only put out one a year. Right. And so they would have, like, the WoW 2001, 2002. And I want to say, like, WoW 1999, maybe, they had, or 2000. They had, like, they had the more contemporary disc, and then they had the more rock disc. Right. And they would have bonus tracks, and those bonus tracks would be like, this is a band that doesn't have an album yet, and this isn't really a single yet, but they would promote it. Wasn't the WoW Rock Hits album called X? Just the letter X? I don't know if that was affiliated, but I did have X 2003. I I, I had a few X's, too. I had the first one, and that was it. I remember that was weird because there was a... There were a couple songs on there that were like only for that album, and they were harder versions of the originals. Hell yeah! So that they could be on that album. That rules. Praise that. <laughs> Praise that. Um, but I think I think it crept into my subconscious like that. Like I was aware of this song that they did called "One Time," 
which you know they made a music video for and apparently yeah. according to the internet um it was uh it had some very 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 mild crossover success on like MTV late night hmm. videos we want to play a little off one time yeah one let's time do let's it. do it this is one time by earthsuit there's a guy in earthsuit that looks like the guy from some 41 by the way which guy the guy with the big blonde hair yeah, that makes sense. The pointy. Yeah. The pointy, the pointy one? Pointy blonde hair man. The pointy man. Oh, they ex- appeared on the film Extreme Days, which... Have you seen Extreme Days, Heath? No. I is that the either. sequel to Boogie Nights? It is not. <laughs> we'll talk about it after this. A lot of reggae influences on Earth Suit. Yeah. Praise Ja. Ja Ja's not dead. Ja's after not dead. After listening to that album. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we talking about? What was I? We were talking, talking about how one time was uh, on MTV. Yes. Is Appar- that apparently? I never it saw a, it on MTV. But apparently on MTV, one of the credits, and it was in the Extreme Days uh, soundtrack. That's a damn movie. Someone tell me about Extreme Days. It's about quick. four Christian bros Whoa. that uh, go on a road trip where they do different s- extreme sports. Is this Dude Perfect? It is not Dude Perfect. Are you sure it's Somebody not Dude Perfect? Eats, they, they talk about one of their grandpas got rich off rattlesnake meat. It's a cool... <laughs> look. <laughs> cool. It's pretty cool. That's a good meet. Yeah, it's got Entertaining Angels by uh, Newsboys. Newsboys. Oh, you guys know what those words are? I used to... S- Nobody knows what those words are, right? Um, I know the, what, what I know about it? half of the words. Yeah, not really. So those words are actually the light of my TV screen. I didn't know that for a really long time. Wow. Like, that's kind of deep. Yeah. Wow. Entertaining angels by the light of my TV screen. Huh. Those guys know what they're doing. Those cats can play. We've talked about them before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like the newsboys a lot here on the cast. These oh. cats can play. These cats can play. Meow. What's um <laughs> What's another song off that uh, that album there that we should we should be cranking? Uh well, you know, it's relevant to the conversation of Christian music in general. Uh, Against the Grain is on that album, um, and it's probably the cringiest song that they do. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, take, a, take us through the whole thing. Yeah. I want to hear the best ones, the worst Well, ones. there's a particular line in the first half. All right. Let's, uh, uh, you'll probably pick it out. Here we go with Against the Grain by Earthsuit. I like this production. This is trappy. Yeah, it is. I'll be free in this unruly world. 
Does this rule? Or... I think this might slap. I. It's. I think it's. A, it's a weird one. It's. So the line, right? The line was uh, just give me Jesus. I think as that's being fun. wrapped angrily. I like that a lot. It's. It's such a weird choice. Yeah. It's. I mean, that's definitely the weirdest song. Because it, it kind of has like a fury, like a fieriness to it. Yeah. And, but I really appreciate it because, so first of all, the rap lyrics, if you ever look at them, like you usually can't tell what's going on because he's very wordy lyricist. Right. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I like it. He's the 22nd pilot. But they aren't that pilot. good when you look at them. Oh, like the no. rhymes are sometimes forced. Um Anyway, um, I hate that I like what he was doing rhythmically. Yeah, no, rhythmically it's it's great. I mean, musically I like that song a lot. Yeah, but like when you think, I mean, you just want to not look at it too close. Yeah, I mean, I like like the message of that song is actually, it's it because there's a lot of like you know angry Christian music that's like you look at the lyrics and it's like oh well there's really nothing angry about it and just right. give me Jesus sounds like all right what's that but what the song's actually about is essentially criticizing religion and is criticizing like organized religion and people who make decisions and judgments on things. And that just give me Jesus line is like, you know, I don't need all this organized like stuff. Like I just want the spiritual connection Mm -hmm. and like, that's a legitimate thing to be, you know, frustrated about. And that makes a good song. And that's one that they wrote Like that's one that they had in their pocket, like three years before they did the, the album. Um, so it's like, I, I like that song, but it's just, it's so weird to me. It's, I feel like the execution, uh, I don't know. It's, it is weird. <laughs> it's weird. The chorus is a different song. For yeah, sure. It kind for of sure. Is. But other than that, it was good. And, you know, cool. I'll throw, I'll give it a praise that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely praise that. I mean, I, I like, I really like this album and I like pretty much every track on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some softer cuts. Um, I mean, if you want to play one, yeah, give us one softer cut. And uh, we'll go well, a different thing. One of the softer marbled cuts, right? Mm. I'm trying to think. There's a said the sun is all right. All right. Said the sun. Said the sun to the shine. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. All right. We're gonna have said the sun, an all right song. This is a Smash Mouth move right here. Starting off with, with it sounding all Underwater like electronics? Yeah. yeah. And then it's just an all come in. Rock strings. God. I'm, I'm not... I, I, We've talked about this a lot. Heath? I've got a thing about rock strings, and it's said I don't like them. Yeah, it's a fair criticism. Yeah. I'm okay with it with Earth Suit. They are not, this is not overwhelming. I, I think that it adds a nice bed to it, and it doesn't make it yeah. like, feel well, like the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean song. Right. They, they yeah. incorporate, they incorporate electronics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I, to me, it's not meant to be strings. Yeah. It's just like a synthetic. Yeah. Like, if you treat synth strings as a synthetic instrument that's mm. not strings, I find that it works a lot better. Yeah. And these guys are definitely, this is probably the most contemporary Christian kind of thing. This absolutely is. You got the acoustic guitars in there. Bright instrumentation. No rapping going on. Right. But it's lush. Yeah. 
in a way that I, I hear a lot in your music, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll yeah. take that as a compliment. Yeah. It's good. There's a reason. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm of all the various Christian artists out there, this one's probably the most that's uniquely me. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. What's... Yeah, uh, so what do we want to talk about? Because well, there's a lot to talk about. Th- I mean, I think this is, you know, where you're going to take the kind of reins here. Just to, okay. Just take us through a, a damn crash course. Okay. Yeah. Get so it, get us into get us into this. Yeah. So um, first things, um, I think it's worth noting uh, that this is the only album that they put out on a label that's a studio album. Uh, there's a couple of independent releases that you can find. I actually have one. Um, that's called the Headless Clown EP. Badass. <laughs> that's badass. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't. They didn't title it. They had a headless clown like figure on the cover, and it was just a self-titled EP. Wow. And people eventually called it the Headless Clown EP. Here's something. Which is pretty cool. Wow. I think that a headless clown is one of the few things that's less scary when it is headless. Yeah, because all the true. scary of a clown is kind of concentrated in the head region. Yeah, right. it's the opposite of the guy from Twisted Metal. Exactly. He's just a clown head right. most of the time. Right. And that is... Uh, the scariest shit I'm, in the world. Yeah, I am crapping my pants yeah. playing that game. Absolutely. But you get that guy, you cut his head off, what is he just... It's just a muscular torso man. Yeah, yeah. just multicolored pajamas boy. Yeah. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. So what happened on that EP? Uh, well, a lot of the songs on that EP are actually on this album. I think there were like seven tracks, and some of them were live cuts, which they were a very good live band. Um, that makes sense. I wish I'd gotten to see them. But they, um, anyway, I think uh, like some of those songs, I mean, they're a little rougher. But on the, the studio album, of course, they're more finesse. They're more made for a wider audience. But all those weird influences are still very much there. Definitely. Um, I mean, we talked about reggae being a thing, uh, certainly rap. Right. Uh, kind of like the marriage of rap, rap and rock. I actually did a little bit of research on this. I was like, what other rap rock bands were there at the time? Yeah. There weren't that many. Like, I feel like they were like true originals in this sense. I mean, huh. it, if you look at Linkin Park. When did this yeah. album come out? It came out in 2000. Okay. When was Linkin Park? Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory came out like four months after this Earthsuit album. Hell yes. So. Hell yeah. I think it's. <laughs> hell Yeah. Uh, is there sorry. like a hell yeah versus praise yeah dynamic that we there, use? There's a there pra- is, there's yeah. a praise that and there's a hell yeah. And okay, we just kind of get, pick the one we feel. Cool, mm-hmm. I'm into it. Um, I'm I'm going too deep on this now. No, I don't know. If that's you, true. No, you are not. Keep okay. going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dig us. Well, basically, they, uh, you know, they're very alternative. They're definitely not for like a, a typical Christian radio right. format. So, you know, they got some critical acclaim in Christian circles. Um, but uh, they never really got like that success, you know. Um, but they only had this one album uh, because they had. It's not very well documented, but they hated being labeled as like a Christian band. Ooh, okay. Um, because of the way that it's marketed and the way that it's, you know, you get a stigma, you get a label, and it's right. just, it's a lot. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like the music industry being terrible, but then even worse. Yeah, that makes sense. So. They uh, they actually were on Sparrow, um, and they split ways. Uh, they did that one album, and then they quit, and then they were going to go back to being independent. Mm. And that's when they started work on. Uh, there's a an unfinished. I'm calling it an unfinished album. Mm. Some people prefer to call it an actual album, which it's not. 
Yeah. Uh, there's some studio recordings in it. It's called The Rise of Modern Simulation. Um, what uh, I, I, I know that that one's on YouTube. What tracks yeah. from that one should I be well, cranking? Um, yeah, uh, I think Bloodshot Fanatical is one. That's a cool name for something. That's pretty good. While Alex is looking that up, maybe you can answer a question that we've been having. Um, is there a good, reputable, critical, like, Christian music review? Holy shit. Source? Not yeah. that I know of. <sighs> I, I used to subscribe to CCM, Christi- Contemporary Christian Music Magazine. Christianity needs a pitchfork, right? I, I agree. CCM did okay because they, you could always tell when they were excited about something, mm-hmm. and they rarely were. I like that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So I, Christianity does have a pitchfork, is what you're saying? I mean, I wouldn't call it a pitchfork, but they they had like a critical eye where like everything would get like threes and fours. But when Jars of Clay came out with Good Monsters in 2006, which is one of the best Christian rock albums ever, mm-hmm. um, it it got like five stars, like praises all they over. Just, they praised that. Yes, for sure. They did. Um, I remember finding a. Ah, I won't go into that. That's too long. Okay. Um, do you have it up? Because I can talk about something else. I've got it up, but I kind of want to delve a little bit. Okay. Into what? Into what you were just. Y- what you yeah, just stopped yeah, yourself from yeah, saying. Well, what was that? What are you? Keep, well, I was. What, what well, are you keeping from us? I was just saying that you know I found some. Uh, I guess it actually is relevant in the sense that. I did read CCM, and I did find some good bands that way. The Elms was one. Uh, the Elms are like a substantially good Christian rock band um, that later, you know, broke away like a lot of them did. Right. Um, I found I was going to mention Fourth Avenue Jones. There is a okay. a band called Fourth Avenue Jones, and the reason that I wanted to cut that off is because to me they're like an example of a band that. Wasn't really that Christian, but I think they kind of like bought into it because they knew they could sell more. Because uh, they weren't super mm. original, but for Christian music, they were like, "Whoa, this is innovative!" Gotcha. They, they came up with their own genre, and it was hip rock soul. Mm. And it's like that kind of exists already, but for Christian people, who it didn't. Are in a bubble, it didn't. And I listened to that record, and I liked it a lot, and it got five stars in CCM. Oof. It's not. It's not a bad album. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all right. They have a violinist, and that's pretty cool. I like that. That was kind of the coolest thing. They the jury's did. still out for this guy. The jury's but... still out for rock strings. Let's turn on Bloodshot Fanatical. Hopefully, no rock strings in this one. Is this placebo? This is good. Yeah, I, I like it. It sounds like placebo, though. Not anymore, man. Cool. 
Okay. That Real song, cool. That, that song rolls. Yeah. 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 And that was that was indie. That was like after they broke away from the label. So okay. It's a little more you know rough around the edges, which I yeah. like. Um, that particular album, you know, has like a few cuts that are like studio cuts, and then there's just like all these bonus tracks, and there's like yeah. some weird instrumentals, and there's some cover songs in there. And it's pretty interesting to see like a band that's labeled as Christian. And at this point, I'm assuming they didn't want to be considered that just because of, like I said, the marketing, the stigma, like there's a lot that prohibits you from doing so much creativity creatively. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the other artists I thought about bringing up on this podcast was uh, uh, if you ever look into hyperstatic union, they had like one album and also like quit. Um, awesome. But they were really good independent. I had an independent album of theirs, mm. and it was so good. And then they got picked up by a label, and I was like, awesome, other people are going to hear these guys. And it was the guy who found them and brought them onto the label um, was uh, Mac Powell. The, right? Isn't that his name? I'm not sure. Go on. Okay. It's the guy from Third Day. Oh. The one that looks like Aragorn? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He like brought him in and he was like got on this studio deal and he produced the record and it was so bland. <sighs> I hated it. Like it was good. And they even held on to a couple of songs. Mm. But like on their independent stuff, I remember they had like a suicide song on there. You know, awesome. like real stuff. Cool. And I was like, these guys are cool and they have a unique sound. And then they got on a label and it was just so Sucks. That's, a, sold that's out. a mild diversion. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what I was saying. I will get back on track to say that they did covers, I think I was mentioning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know how I got there. But uh, if well, you look well, at well, the something, covers. Well, something you're saying is yeah. like a lot of a lot of the fact that Christian that like Christian rock is so bland and kind of just offshoots of things that already exist has to do with the industry. I think it has a lot to do with the industry. Um, I think a lot of times they'll find artists and say, oh, you could be like this, and then they kind of cultivate them to do that and market them as such. Um, Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of originality in Christian music unless you really start to look at the fringes. Um, Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to do that. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> if you want to pull up one of those covers, they do a Kraftwerk cover. Tight. Um, so it's uh, Man Machine is what it's going to be. Um, but they do they do a Kraftwerk cover that's a Man Machine and uh, Trans Europe Express. And then they put those lyrics from Said the Sun that we heard earlier on top of it. So it's like them just messing around and with ideas. Like it's not a real song. But, like, it's something they did, and it was, like, a weird creative thing. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Do we know this Kraftwerk song, by chance? No. Do you know Kraftwerk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's some vocoder action on on this one. There's also a Talking Heads cover on on this album. Cool. They do they do Once in a Lifetime. What? Oh my God! Let's crank that cool. up. Okay, it's not that great, but we can listen to it. Like seriously, these are like weird demo, like offshoot things. 
But what I like about it is it shows kind of like a raw view. There it is. Cool. All right, here we go. Once yeah. in a lifetime. Cool. It, it shows like their influences. And they're like great influences. A lot of analog synth in this one. Yeah. That's fun. This is a good cover. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's too echoey. Like yeah. it's, the longer you listen to it, it's it kind of wears out its welcome. It, it doesn't gets... have the energy. Like that whole Talking Heads album, Remain in Light, I mean, really depended on those tape loops. And this didn't really have that kind of... Yeah, it doesn't... It doesn't. Just, that's hit. just me. Yeah. Because that's a long song, too. Anyway, um, worth noting, I guess. So, like, they were working on this album, and then they broke up. And they're mm. also from uh, Louisiana. And, like, right after they broke up, uh, Katrina happened. So it's just, like, disastrous for them. Um, but there's essentially two primary songwriters here. Okay. Um, so there's, like, that guy who raps a lot. And then there's, like, the guy who sings a little bit more. Um, in the music video, um, which I don't know. We can't really show that. The, the one music video they ever did has a lot of s stuff in it that mm -hmm. I, I wish I could show you all. Yeah. It's, it's very, like, The Matrix had just come out. Hell and yeah. and like they didn't have a budget, and so they were like, "What's the coolest thing we got? Moving sidewalks." <laughs> Great, beautiful, sweet. Yeah, moving sidewalks in a parking garage, and like a random dog, and like weird editing effects. I I like the video. Yeah, <laughs> but if you watch that video, there's clearly two different people. There's like the guy with the glasses and the trench coat, mm. and like the the vest. And then there's the other guy with, like, this. They both have spikes, I guess. Right. One of them's, like, platinum. Like, 2000s platinum. And then there's a blonde... Yeah, the platinum spike guy yeah. the, and, the, and the black hair spike guy. The black hair spike guy. Yeah. And he gets, like... They both get their own segments. And he has, like, the rap segments. And the other guy has the sing segments. Gotcha. Those are kind of, like, your two creative forces. Mm -hmm. your, uh, your Lennon and McCartney. Right. Um, and so, I, from what I can tell, there was probably some creative you know dissonance between right. the two of them i'm assuming that's what happened but i know like you know it wasn't the label that killed the band because the band was going to go forward with this indie thing again and they weren't ever really that big i mean you know you have to be like on those charts for weeks for people to really even pay attention because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. nobody wants to delve but anyway um that's really interesting because there's there's five people in this band, and you've got Adam LeClave. I assume I'm pronouncing that right. He is the guy with the platinum spikes who sings, and he has a very distinct voice. Uh, it's kind of a higher uh, register, and there's just something very distinct about it. Mm -hmm. um, there's few voices like that. And then uh, there's uh, Paul Meany mm. as the other one. Uh, and he's the guy who raps, and he also plays keyboards. And both of these guys went on to do projects outside of Earthsuit and sort of formed their own bands. And it's really okay. interesting to see how it branches out. Okay. So the, the, big, uh, the big revelation here, if, if nobody knows anything about what I'm talking about, if you've ever heard of the band Mute Math, yes. mm -hmm. Mute Math comes from Earthsuit. Um, that guy yeah. who raps... Yeah. 
doesn't rap anymore. He sings and he plays piano. But that was him back in the day. He used to rap. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So that guy ended up with Mute Math. Uh, he ended up like starting Mute Math. Um, I mean, he's like the principal member. It was him and Darren King, who's the drummer, who's like mm-hmm. one of the best drummers. And he, uh, from what I, I did a little research, Darren King at the very tail end of Earthsuit was a touring drummer with them. So they knew each other and they decided to do this project that went through a couple of iterations. And then they had Mute Math mm. and they had, they picked up the old bassist from Earthsuit and they were, I think, they were a four-piece, but okay. three of them had connections to Earthsuit. And then they put, picked up a guitarist. Gotcha. And so Earthsuit, um, not Earthsuit, Mute Math. Mute Math was like a thing. Mm. And then Adam LeClave was kind of like by himself, and he started a band called Macro Sick. Okay. Um, so I guess we can pull up. Well, you've got something else pulled up, don't I, you? I was going to do Young Quanta as the last sort of. Okay. Uh, let me get to that then. Um, yeah. So, Mute Math has just been Mute Math ever since. Right. And I, I do want to talk about Mute Math a little bit. Totally. Go I ahead. can pull up some Mute Math. Well, I'll go ahead and get Adam out of the way since you've got it pulled okay. up. Macro Sick, I don't like any of their music. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they had exactly one EP that never got released and they broke up because of the hurricane. But but it was called We Never Started, I think. How appropriate. And then it eventually came out on iTunes like after long after it broke up. Gotcha. I wasn't that into it, but like, if you like the guy's vocals, well, even then, it's not nearly that weird. Later, mm. this is Adam LeClave. Macrosick fell apart, and then he just he just does this solo stuff. Eventually, uh, he hooked up with another guy, and they did Club of the Sons, which is what you have pulled up there. Mm. And then after Club of the Sons, uh, he started doing the solo stuff as Charlie Black Smoke. And so, cool. like, all those iterations are this Adam LeClave guy just going through these different projects. Huh. And if you notice in that music video and pretty much every photo you ever see of Earthsuit, he's always the more... He's like the David Byrne of Earthsuit. I mean, he's mm-hmm. more stoic. He's more in character. Mm-hmm. He doesn't reveal a lot of humanity, really, which I think is great for Earthsuit yeah. as a concept because, to me, Earthsuit is a conceptual band name, even, right. about how... We're not our bodies, we're our spirits and all that stuff. So Right. So he's super anyway, but like all these different iterations and he never really shows his face. Mm-hmm. So Club of the Suns is kinda weird. Um but Club of the Suns, I think, is great. I loved it. I had a great time listening to it's, it. Yeah, it's very it, good. It of of everything. I'm a big mute math fan. Mm. But as far as like music that really kinda opens my ears to things. Without a doubt, Club of the Suns is like it's the most original. Of just nuts. Anything. Which uh, which of these tracks do you do you want me to play boy, for the good people? Boy, um, some of some of it's poppy and some of it's just weird. Um, my favorite. It's weird. My favorite has got to be "Don't Buy Me a Wolf No More." All um, right. So this let's is, listen to that. Don't All buy right. me a wolf no more. I'll also note that he has a very strong Stevie Wonder influence. Nice. And you can hear it in the later part of this song. Cool. 
awesome. Righteous. That, that rules. So good. Those lyrics, by the way. And that's that's it for lyrics. It just continues that. Um, don't, be, don't buy me a wolf no more, etc. And then, because all he wants to do is get out of his cage and onto all my things. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Man. Yeah, like that's it. And then there's like some doo-doos in there. Nice. Know. That's really good. Yeah. No, I. That's a, that's a cool album. And I... I don't know. It's like I, they never toured it that I know of or anything. I mean, mm. like he's still just down in Louisiana kind of doing his thing, but he's very much more of an art project kind of guy, it seems. Um, but like I remember this. Just do one thing and move on and do another thing. It, I love it that. It feels like it. It feels like it. Um, I guess. Uh, do you want to play another one from that or move on yeah. to Charlie Black Smoke? Okay. Let's see. No. Yeah, one more from this. Okay. Then we'll do Charlie Black Smoke. Mm. Uh, oh, and then mute math a little bit. Mute math right, a little we gotta bit. Hit, we gotta hit that. We'll um, yeah, this is this is a long one. I hope. I no, hope this is this is perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hollywood animals, I guess that's probably a bit more accessible. Delightful. Spacious production before it was popular. So good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just super good. Awesome. So I, I couldn't find Charlie Black Smoke. You've got to find him on SoundCloud. Already there. Okay, yeah. Hey, what is this about SoundCloud not being a thing soon? I um, think Chance the Rapper is going to save it. That's the, allegedly. Okay, that's good. By the time this episode airs, Second chance it may not even though. be around. I don't know. They no. said it's got 50 days. I'm not sure what that is in podcast weeks. Oh, boy. I'd better uh, download all those slowed down chipmunk songs. Yeah. Oh, do you know about those? D- you yeah, better. Yeah. Are we gonna play another one to outro with? All the sound clown oh stuff. God. You gotta get that. Do you guys know about DJ Detweiler? Oh my god. Yes, I know about DJ Detweiler. You gotta get all the DJ Detweiler stuff. Man, do you know about the slowed down chipmunks? Yeah. Okay. Like good. The punk music. Okay. That's yeah. yeah that's walk good. like an Egypt. My favorite's Walk Like an Egypt. I don't. Egyptian. I haven't heard that many of them. It's. It's good. We'll listen uh, to it after My this. Sharona okay. is... Oh, yeah. My, I... Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, that is um, great. So which of these Charlie Black Smoke... Yeah, so most of those are actually... He created the account. I mean, he hasn't 
really done anything in a while. Okay. He put out this one single, which we're about to play. Um, and I love it because it has fuck in it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, for someone who used to be in a Christian band, it's like, you know, like, he, yeah. So we've got Evolve the Fuck Up, Future Chakra Mix. Yeah. Whoa. By Charlie Blacksmoke. This is right up my alley. Fucking love this. As far as I know, this is the only thing that Charlie Black Smoke has released. Well, it's There's a great. band camp, too, and that's like it's just this song. All the other songs on that page are all his prior projects. Yeah, I noticed Fe- that. Quote, like, quote-unquote, featuring Charlie Black Smoke, which is him mm-hmm. retroactively taking credit. Oh, like for his other so music? Funny. Yeah, like, it's all him. But he's like, yeah, this is Charlie Black Smoke as featured in... Macro sick, but Amazing. he was macro sick. I think he did it as like a portfolio thing. Okay, I'm not sure. I don't know. The guy's pretty reclusive, honestly. So I don't. I just know based on observation of what I've seen. So he's unfortunately kind of the Kel in this Keenan and Kel. Oh, absolutely. Earth suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so. He's definitely the Kel. So let's let's move on it's to the Keenan. Too bad it's really good. It yeah. is really good. Let's let's listen to some mute math. What mute, mute math. math should we be? pumping up um you're not gonna find it on spotify um Ooh, now if, we're talking if you go to youtube uh look up there's a song called peculiar people i'm fairly certain this is a song mute math wants to die and that's why i think it's worth playing there's there's a direct correlation from earth suit to mute math with this song it's the only song in the mute math repertoire that's like there's still some of that reggae stuff so Ooh. it's like the reggae must have been paul's thing as opposed to Adam's thing. Okay. All right. Here we go. This was played on Christian radio a little bit. Okay. Which I will get into. Oh, yeah. Have you heard this? Yeah. You didn't know it was mute math, though. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, I remember listening to this on Air One. Wow. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Cool. So again, this was the guy who rapped in Earthsuit. Wow. And he went on to form Mute Math with some former members, a new member, and they were this quartet. That song is from 
the reset EP, which was, um, so Earthsuit was on a label, a Christian subsidiary label, which if you don't know, all Christian labels pretty much are owned by regular music labels Mm -hmm. and they just have like their own like Christian subsidiary labels. Mm -hmm. So like you're always working for the man. I mean, there's no way out of that. Right. Um, but, uh. Yeah, so they had broken off to be independent, and then they broke up entirely. Mute Math formed, and they wanted this EP. I mean, it's rare. You don't see EPs in Christian music, really. Like, they're fully fleshed LPs most of the time. Right. Uh, Especially if it's on a label. So, I mean, I remember when this came out, and it was in CCM Magazine. And it was available at Mardell and all that stuff. It got the whole Christian marketing treatment. Yeah, baby. And it was it was very uh, like reviewed very positively because it's good. I mean, right. there's an instrumental track on there. You rarely hear that in Christian music. Um, but it's like they didn't want this to be a Christian project. Okay. So what it was is they signed up with Warner Brothers. Okay. Which is like legit. Yeah. Um, Warner Music, and there was a big dispute about this EP. Because they put this EP together, and they were like, we want this to be on Warner Brothers, and they signed contracts or whatever. I don't... Obviously, we won't know the details, um, but I mean, there was like litigation and all that stuff, um, because Warner Brothers basically marketed it as Christian music under one of their Christian subsidiaries, and they were like, we don't want to be a Christian band. We've been through that, Um, and then they got marketed as a Christian band again, Um, and it, it still, like... I think I, I honestly personally think they should have changed their name at that point because it's followed them ever since. Like they don't get reviewed, you know, they don't get taken seriously by most press. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean they're kind of seen as like a switch foot by some people who don't know any better. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, they are they're Christians in a band, but they're not a Christian band or whatever. That whole right. that yeah. whole debacle. I don't know if you guys have talked Switchfoot yet. We have a little bit. Well, you'll get to it, I'm sure, right? Yeah, we will, for sure. <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot to unpack there. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, it's really interesting. And I think I may even have something here that isn't even talked about on wikis, isn't even talked about in the news, like when you do research on Mute Math. Okay. Give us but that. Personal us that observation. So Mute Math um, were upset, and you know they broke, broke off from the label, and they're like, we're not doing that. And they formed their own label. Well, I think they had their own label for the EP. I'm not sure. But it was Teleprompt or whatever. Okay. And that was like their label. And so they put out a full-length self-titled. And that was Mute Math. Um, yeah. Which, if you want to pull up a track from that, uh, Typical was their breakout hit as Mute Math. I gotta say, I'm not, I'm not in love with that song. Okay. I think that that is a pretty 
that to me more than anything we've heard so far sounds like contemporary Christian music. It's fair. That's, yeah, that's fair. An amazing observation. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. That, that's a very yeah, very poignant observation, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I I do like that song, but mm-hmm. um it is uh like the energy level and the creativity level. It's that whole album, honestly, the Mute Math self-titled album, yeah, uh is probably one of the most laid back experiences of anything that we're going to talk about okay um and it's it's definitely that way like half of the songs are kind of kind of slow and and it kind of does that weird thing where like it's about god but it's not about god yeah you know mm-hmm. and there's like a song called you are mine on there yeah they sneak it and in it's there. like it's like yeah it's it's god talking to us but it's also me talking to my lover so they they do that stuff and mm-hmm. so that kind of makes me wonder like at this point they're not a Christian band. Right. But they're still doing that Christian band stuff, which is kind of weird. They they're they totally get away bit. from it. They thankfully get away from right. it with their later work, but there's a fair bit of that in there and it's it's kind of weird, but I like that album. Right. They they do a lot of like track to track smooth transition stuff mm, and I love that. That's yeah. just house cleaning in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. <laughs> um but uh anyway, um that album is, uh, they put that out independently. I'm fairly confident about this. Yeah. If, if you look at, if you look at like the research, mm-hmm. um, it'll say that they didn't. It'll say that Ooh. they got picked up by Warner Brothers again, which is true because they've been on Warner Brothers like this whole time. They were on the subsidiary, the Christian music subsidiary, and then they broke off and they were independent. And then they put out this big album with this hit, and they got picked up by Warner Brothers. Um, and then they, they had been on Warner Brothers for like four albums since then, which is weird because it's the same people, but hmm. they just had it their way this time around. Huh. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I distinctly remember that there's two versions of this album, and I have the first version. Whoa. So if you look at the one on Spotify, yeah. I'm going to assume it has uh, Chaos. Is that a track on yeah. there? So that track is not on the original release because all those tracks that were on the reset EP, yeah. there were five or six, I think. A lot of those, minus Peculiar People, <laughs> minus that one. Okay. Um, but like Warner Brothers still had the rights to that, so they could just add it oh. to this independently made album but like whenever mute math made their independent full length they didn't have the rights to that stuff Mm. and so they had i think it was just 10 tracks Mm. um but if you look at the track list on spotify or whatever it's more than that it's like 13 yeah and they they kind of stick those previously recorded tracks in there and repurpose them for the new album i'm fairly confident this is true because i have an album that doesn't have those tracks and all those tracks that aren't on there are on the reset ep Holy shit, Jarvix. I love this. I love this <laughs> exclusive you've given us. And if you look at the back of the copy I have, it's just teleprompt records. But if you look at the the ones that are like most common, like after they exploded, yeah. you'll also see Warner Brothers on Holy that. shit, Jarvix. So Warner Brothers, in my opinion... Warner Brothers retconned it. Yes. Holy shit. 
Because mute math was that's my that's my observation and opinion. This goes all the way to the top. This goes all the way to the top. You don't guys. you don't find this in the in the Wikipedia article. Holy shit, that's good. You might find it on a random Christian yeah, music forum somewhere. Ted Turner's editing it Ted every Dan hour. Ted Turner. <laughs> Here's here's my question, Jarvix. Which recent mute math song should we play Ooh. to take us out before we go to final reviews? Oh wow, that's hard. Okay, because we haven't even talked about how mute math was on a Twilight soundtrack and all that. What? <laughs> cool. Well, shit. I mean, to be fair, this is an Earth suit topic, so right. mute math is not a Christian band, right? In my opinion, and so like we shouldn't dedicate a whole you know thing to yeah. it. Um, but uh, they were in the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Uh, probably. A song by you are mine was in that. Oh, movie. hey, there you go. Repurposed. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, let's see. I I really like their stuff from Odd Soul, but that's not very characteristic of how most people see their music. Uh, Armistice. They they had they had the the self titled. They had Armistice. They had Odd Soul, and then they had Vitals, and then they have a new album coming out next month. And then they've or also got changes from 2016. Uh, that's a remix album. Oh, well, shit. That's what I get for not doing yeah, anything. There, there's some research. remixes and there's some EPs. Um, mm. Let's do... Oh, gosh. You know, just as a personal favorite, I like Pretania from Odd Soul. All right. Let's cool. do it. Pretania. This is a different sound. They're good at changing their sound from album to album. I like that a lot. They're really good at it. Hello, nurse. <laughs> he just got horny for this song. <laughs> and I gotta say, I'm right there with you, pal. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is this is good tent. And, and I mean, that's what it is. It's it's like a come on song. I mean, it's oh yeah. Yeah, there's there's no like weird god thing with this one. And a good. lot a lot of their later stuff is that way. Actually, that particular album is more like self aware Christian than any of the other ones. Like the art the artwork actually has like they have a little cross button on their lapel and I'm going too far into this. Um, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of interesting stuff there where it's huh. they're singing about on some of those songs what it's like to just be a Christian. But it has nothing to do with like Christianity. Okay. Like there's one of them where it's like uh walking paranoia, I think. And it's like, you know, just being paranoid as a Christian because you're sinning and you're like, oh, my okay. word, I'm looking at porn. What's going to happen? Yeah. Stuff like that. And it's like you, you couldn't do that on a Christian record huh. anyway. But they they're still around. They're still kicking it. I yeah. mean, they were on a tour with. Uh, I mean, they're they are an influence of 21 Pilots. 21 Pilots like considers them an influence. Wow. And they went on tour together a couple of years ago. They're the so. 22nd pilot. They're the 22nd pilot. Yeah. No. The, Damn. Well, yeah. Yeah. You guys want to move into final let's, thoughts? Yeah, let's I guess do we final should. reviews. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go around and give our final thoughts on Earthsuit specifically. And we're going to give them a rating. Our rating system is out of 12 disciples. Um, I don't know if this is coming out in the episodes that are releasing at this time, but uh, 
the rating system is out of 12 disciples, but one of those disciples is Judas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that is out. That is out. That was established with episode two. Okay. Good. Good, 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 good. We really, we were really on it. Well then, you know, the rating system, uh, Let's let's hear your let's hear your thoughts. My thoughts on Earthsuit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they're in, incredibly creative, um, and I think they do a lot of interesting genre stuff that, even outside of Christian music, is still original and interesting. And I think that's a really good mark. Um, unfortunately, they had all that marketing stuff that happened. Right. And like, the thing with Earthsuit is there's just just so much lost potential. I mean, maybe they would have just broken up, and that would have been that. I don't know. But, uh, like, the idea that all this creative energy that has continued to become a thing could have been in the Christian circle. Like, you know, yeah. Christian music is just really good about snuffing that stuff out and walling yeah. it off, and it's terrible. Um, but, like, for that nice moment, we got enough of it with Earthsuit, I think, uh, with this particular project, where, I mean, there's not, I can't think of any albums that are like that. Yeah, you know, in in Christian music, um, I mean, it, it's kind of futuristic in some ways. Uh, definitely has some, you know, like the reggae and the hip hop and the the alternative rock stuff, and it's just, I don't know, it's it's not perfect at all. It's right. not amazing because there's some weak songs on there. Definitely some weak songwriting, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I'm a music first, lyrics second kind of guy. Yeah, same. So, uh yeah, I mean, I'm very I'm very fond of the album, but some of it is also like just because it's so different. Mm-hmm. And we're judging this based on like in general, right? I mean I I try to keep it really open. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, like, like how does it stand against like, all like, music? Like right. yeah, how yeah. well did the band succeed? Right. At their goal, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, I'm pre- I'm pretty biased obviously. Yeah. Uh, I'd go ten disciples. Okay, okay. Ten I would almost, I would almost throw a Judas in there because, because of the marketing of Christian right. music, just kind of had had an effect. Even though, I mean, yeah, I I don't know that they would have made that kind of music video <laughs> no. if it were just them. Like mm-hmm. that felt yeah. really like of yeah. its time, very trendy. Yes. Like, what are we gonna do with this band, The Matrix? In a parking what lot. What do people like? They yeah. like the Matrix and they like parking. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody parks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody parks. I'll go ahead and review next. Their car. Jarvik said a lot of the points that I was going to make. There, there's a lot of things about Earthsuit that feel like they're a pro- that like a product of their time, mm. and I don't know how much of that is industry choices like with the music video or their choices but it's such a big deal for a christian act to have a sound yes yeah. it's almost better than being really really good sounding yeah i yeah, would agree i would agree with that yeah it's very neck and neck but but earthsuit has has a sound that is not really seen in other rap rock acts which is important definitely i would agree it's not sublime it's not rage right it's not 
whoever yeah, else was corn. Yeah, yeah, Limp yeah, biscuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Earth suits, Earth suit, basically. Yeah, for sure. Which is very, very, very neat. Also, these cats can play. These cats can play. That said, it's not strictly speaking my favorite thing. So there's my bias. Sure. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine with the Judas. That's that's a solid yeah. score. I. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is right across the plate for me as far as something that I would be into. Um, just because it's a lot of like, it's a lot of weird noises. It's a lot, I like the production of it. I like how kind of silly it is. Um, I'm going to say just based on like the breadth of work of different projects and things, I'm going to say also nine, nine disciples with no Judas. No I'll Judas. Say, yeah. There we go. Very tight. Very tight. Yeah. Very, very tight ratings here. Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations, Earthsuit. Congratulations, members of Earthsuit. Please come on the podcast. Any member of Earthsuit is welcome on the podcast. Those two guys that started those separate projects. Yes. Or, you know, anybody else, you know, a, a bassist, a drummer. If we'll you, take Darren King. Yeah, if absolutely. You've been drummer for Mute Math. I'll take Darren King. <laughs> so, uh, Jarvix. Thank yeah. you so much for being on the pod. Man, oh, is there genuine pleasure? Is there something, uh, a piece of Christian media that you would like for us to consume? You remember that we talked about to scrutinize yes. next week. Yeah, that's as, right. As we scrutinize Christian mingle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. You sent me that message a week ago and yeah. said, "Be sure to have something ready." Right. So, um, yeah, I, I thought long and hard. I don't know if you can get an original copy of this. Okay. So you may have to either get a modulator. Or just mm-hmm. watch a Let's Play. I can do either of those. But uh, there is a Christian video game uh, that was released on the Super Nintendo. Okay. It's it it's unofficial. Like, it's the kind of thing where it wasn't licensed by Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, baby. It's, it's kind of bootleggy. Hell yeah. And it, it's not a full cartridge. You put it in, and then you put another cartridge on top of it. What? To, like... Fill out like the processing power or whatever. Mash it in, something like that. Yeah, it's like stuck between the system and another cartridge. There were a couple of games like this that was put out by a uh, company called Wisdom Tree, (laughs) and the the video game that I am suggesting is called Noah's Ark 3D. Oh, yeah, the, I've heard of this. It's the, like Doom. Yeah, like the Doom Wolfenstein thing. Yes, that's exactly it. Okay, <sighs> we will play Noah's Ark 3D, and we will Christian come back Doom. and talk about it. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Oh, okay. Well, once again, Jarvix, thank you for being uh, on the podcast. Absolutely. All right, listener, uh, that's been the praise down. Uh, Jarvix, do you have anything to plug? Uh, where can we find you on the internet or real life? Oh, sure. Um well, this is going to air a long time from when we're recording this. Right. Um, so any shows I have coming up will have passed. Um, I uh, I have shows fairly often. Um, I do music with like looping pedal and ukulele and stuff. Yeah. Um, Jarvix, that's J-A-R-V-I-X. If you just Google me, you're probably going to find me. Um, my official handle, uh, ill-conceived, but I still like it. Jarvix Schmarvix. It's J-A-R-V-I-X-S-C-H-M-A-R-V-I-X. If you can't remember Schmar, Schmarv, Schmarvix, it's uh, S-C-H as in school, Marv as in Home Alone. (laughs) And that's how you spell it. And Um, then I-X like nine. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you spoiled one of my eventual album titles, Jarv 9. Shit, Jarvix, that's real good. Um... 
It'll be my ninth album. I'm so, ready. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm on Jarvik Schmarvix at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, on Twitter and uh, Instagram, mostly Twitter. You're also going to get a bunch of random stuff because I also uh, am a wannabe amateur music journalist on the local scene. So yeah. you're going to get some of that stuff. You're going to get my depression stuff, of course. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that's what Twitter's cool. for, you guys. Yeah, that's what it it's for. Depression stuff. Yeah, depression uh. stuff. Depression era stuff. Yeah, you, you could... Well, you not could. like not like emotional depression. I'm talking yeah. like, like the 1920s, 30s. You can right. watch either Alex or I deflect that depression with humor constantly on yeah. that dang website. That's, that's true. Right. Um, but yeah, that's me. And I've got a website that's jarvikschmarviks.com. And I got tour dates on there. Any music I release, like I came out with a hit, uh, a rap single last week. Isn't it on yeah. Oklahoma Rock Show? It was on the Oklahoma Rock Show. Oh, praise that. Yeah. Praise that. So, so yeah, that's me. If you ever want to keep in touch, I got shows and I got music and stuff. Um, got, some, got some recordings out there. Well, thank you so much, thank Jarvik. Thank you so much, Jarvik. This has been the Praise Down. As we always say. As we're constantly saying. As, we're, as we say every time. To, to round out the praise down get behind me Santana <laughs> I have nothing to add to that that's it's that's as good as it's gonna get we're gonna go out uh, to the dulcet tones of slowed down my Sharona thanks guys the whip what what 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 the whip what what